Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I do pray each and every day this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So, unfortunately, this is the second day in a row that my other platform has not worked and connected me to Facebook and to my YouTube channel, but we're just going to do it like this. And... um. Hopefully, I can figure out how to get it fixed. Anyways, so I am um, going to be talking today about from adversity to advancement. And God put this on my heart because yesterday we did gifts for the homeless children downtown. These are children that... Um, Them and their families are in a shelter, and they don't have housing right now. Um, Some parents don't have jobs right now, Um, and we every year go out and try to bless them with toys and gifts for Christmas. And, you know, I'm going to tell you that um, looking at them, talking to them, you know, I see wonderful humans um, that have just gone through, um, you know, crisis in their life. Right. And back when I was um, doing one of my psychology degrees, uh, a few years ago, I actually, um, used this particular, um, uh, shelter as a, for a project. And so I was talking to, um, one of the people that actually run the facility and, you know, we were talking and she said, it's amazing because a lot of times you see families come in that are, you know, in and out of poverty, you know, things like that. And she said, but we're seeing more and more families come in that their parents have higher educations, um, that they were doing you know, amazing. And then some type of crisis happened, some type of adversity happened in their life and they became homeless, which was very profound to me because it shows us that in any moment, right, it could be us. At any moment, something could happen in our life that could cause us to go into adversity. But what is adversity? What do we what do we think adversity is, right? So when we talk about adversity, we can think about crisis, we can think about addiction, we can think about prison, we can think about so many different things, right? Job loss, um, you know, financial crisis. We could think about the loss of someone, right? Because we hear that you know wives lose their husbands, husbands lose their wives, and you know they were used to two incomes or or however it was. And we see adversity happen. And so when we're in that particular adversity, when we're in that ourselves, we don't see what the outcome could be, right? So when we talk about God flow, because you know, I'm I'm all about the God flow. So in when you see adversity, that's going to come in the process, right? Because we say we've got the promise on our life, then we're going to go through pain, we're going to experience life, trials, tribulations, right? And then we have to go through a process, right? Because as I I talk about in my podcast all the time, we make a conscious decision, right? At some point, we make a conscious decision. Okay, so I want to change. I want my life to change. I want things to be better. I want to do better, right? 
I had to make a conscious decision that I no longer wanted to be an addict, right? I had to make a conscious decision that when I got out of prison, I was not going to do the same thing over again. I had to make a conscious decision that I was not going to hang around the same people that I was hanging around with before I went to prison, right? I had to make a conscious decision that I wanted my my children's lives to be better. I wanted my life to be better, right? I had to make that conscious decision. And so in order to get there, I had to go through adversity, right? So we have to go through adversity in order to get advancement. And this happens in the stage of the process, right? Sometimes in the processes where we give up, we stop believing, we stop having hope, we stop having faith, and we get down in the process, right? So when we're there yesterday and, you know, my husband was talking to the men because, you know, some some men will take off, right? If, you know, you become homeless and they're like, Mm-mm, yeah, I'm not, you know, their pride will get in the way, right? Their pride and their ego will get in the way because they're like, I am not going to a homeless shelter because I'm too cool for that, Right? Um, so they will leave their families, right? And, and then the, the wife or the mama or whatever is, is stuck in a homeless shelter, right? With no support, with, with nobody, right? (coughs) And so she's probably grieving the loss of the father, right? The kids are grieving the loss of the father, but we saw some men yesterday that made a conscious decision to stay with their families, right? And there was one particular one that he just looked so humble, right? And you could tell that he probably had some had some streets about him, right? And if you, what I mean by streets is he he could probably get it how he lived, right? And you could tell, but yet he was humble, and he was there with his family. And you know, both of the men that were there, they probably felt horrible, right? They probably felt as if maybe they had failed their families, right? Or maybe they felt as if they had failed their wives or their children, but yet they were still there regardless of what they were going through because they could have very easily stayed at the shelter and let the moms come, right? But they came out to share the moment with their kids and with with their, their wives. And here's the thing. In that particular moment in their lives, what they are seeing right now is adversity. All they're seeing is adversity. All they're seeing is, how are we going to get out of this? All they're seeing is, I'm sitting in a homeless shelter. I can't provide Christmas for my children. I can't provide housing for my children. I can't provide a car for my children. Um, I don't look like the man that they should see, right? Because they're probably going to school with other children where their dads are coming to their parties and, you know, they're talking about their dads and they're talking about their homes and they're talking about what they're going to get for Christmas. All of these things while these children are going through adversity. The parents are going through adversity. They're probably experiencing some sort of shame or guilt because they're, they've went into adversity or into crisis in their lives, Right? But here's the thing that I see. I see just this. I see human beings, right, that are more than capable of being all who God has created them to be, but they're going through that adversity stage. They're going through the process right now. I know I had to go through a process. I had to go through adversity. I had to go through all of these things in my life to get to advancement, right? I didn't go from adversity 
to advancement. I went from adversity to process to advancement. And that's what I see in these people, right? Sometimes when you're driving down the road and you see somebody standing on the side of the road that's homeless and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, like, what are they doing? You know, and we, we look at them and we talk about them and we put them down. But can I tell you, they're going through adversity, just like you've been going through adversity, just like you uh, have gone through a crisis in your life. You may have not have been homeless, but can I tell you something? When you go through adversity, know that on the other side of that is advancement. On the other side of that is something beautiful that God is just trying to show you in this season, right? Because we can't get through right? We can't get to advancement without going through a process, right? And in order to get into a process, we're going to go through some adversity. So I want to read a scripture um, in John 12, right? And can I tell you something? Not everybody's going to believe in you. Sometimes it's easier for people to see you broken than it is for them to see you healed. Sometimes it's easier for people to talk about you than support you. And it crushes my heart, especially during this time of the year, because there are so many families that are experiencing brokenness, right? And some of these people, some of these people's family members are sitting in prison. They're in active addiction. They're homeless. They're in shelters. Because we cannot get past the bitterness and the resentment and the unforgiveness and the past. We cannot get past that. So we allow the people that we love to experience these types of situations. Although I will tell you that when I was in an addiction, none of my family tried to save me. And when I went to prison and I started hearing the stories of people whose families over and over and over again chased them down, went to drug houses looking for them, to put them in, to try to do an intervention, to put them into, um, to put them into, you know, rehabs and, you know, paid money for lawyers to get them out of trouble. I was upset. I was hurt because I was like, why didn't my family do that to me? You know, and I'm grateful that they didn't. Right? Because I had to go through that process. Because I had to go through something on my own to be able to experience the goodness and, and the blessings that God had for me, right? I had to go through that adversity to get to the advancement in which God had for me. But people didn't believe in me. They believe in me now, but they didn't believe in me then. They didn't believe in me because. I was always that kid that was hurt and angry. And I was always that kid that, you know, did bad things, right? I was the one that went to jail for the first time when she was 17 for stealing checks and credit cards for my grandparents. I was that girl. I was that the girl that was an addict by the age of 21. I was also the teen mom at the age of 17, right? So I didn't have a good track record. I didn't have a track record where, you know, oh, she just got into something and she's okay, right? I wasn't that child. 
But when I made the conscious decision that I wanted to change, that I wanted to to go through the process, I wanted to to be who God had created me to be. I wanted to heal. I wanted to be that good mom for my children. I wanted to be the role model for my children, right? When I made that conscious decision to do that, I also made the conscious decision and the commitment to go through the adversity to get through the advancement. Can I tell you that there was a lot of healing There was a lot of tears. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of stuff that had to be forgiven. But can I tell you something? I got out of prison in 2012. Okay? I began to get sober in 2010. Can I tell you something? Nobody believed in me then. Or maybe they did, but they really weren't saying it. Right? And I felt very alone. And I felt as if nobody cared about me. I felt as if, you know, my life may never change because I didn't have a support system. But can I tell you something? When I made that conscious decision, people could talk about me. People could put me down. People could label me as an addict or a bad mom or a convicted felon, they could label me, but I didn't let that label define me. Because I made a conscious decision that no matter what I was going, what it took, I was gonna heal. Can I tell you that healing is not a destination? It's a journey. It's a journey, it's, a, it's an everyday thing. Being conscious of what is going on in your mind and in your heart. But I want you to tell you, I want to tell you this, even though people don't believe in you and they don't believe that you're going to advance, they don't believe that you're going to make it through the adversity. Can I tell you that they did the same thing to Jesus? They did. No matter how many things he did right, all they could focus on is the things that their disbelief right? That he was, he was full of it, right? He was not doing this, right? It says, Jesus said to them, now is the time for the son of man to receive his glory. I tell you the truth, a grain of wheat must fall to the ground and die. Then it grows and makes many seeds. But if it never dies, then it will always only be a single seed. We have to make a conscious decision that we will believe in ourselves, right? That we will plant the seeds in which God has given us to plant, right? Because if we don't plant those seeds, if we don't make a conscious decision to plant the seeds, can I tell you what the seeds are? The seeds are the very purpose in which God has placed for you to to do in your life, okay? Can I tell you the seeds that you need to sow? Sometimes they're in your family that doesn't believe in you. Sometimes the seeds that you need to sow is unforgiveness. Sometimes the seeds that you need to sow is getting rid of the resentment and the bitterness that you hold in your heart every day for the people that you feel like you've harmed or that have harmed you or even that you've harmed because I harmed a lot of people in my past. But we have to learn to plant the seeds. We have to learn to let go of the seeds that are no longer serving us. 
We have to let those die, but we have to plant the seeds in which God has given us. And sometimes it's in the very people that hurt us. Sometimes it's in the very people that don't believe in us. Sometimes it's in the very people that broke us. And can I tell you that even Jesus, they didn't believe in him. They didn't believe in him. Right? They talked about him. I mean, they hung him on a cross to die. But can I tell you that he was risen? Can I tell you that even though you feel like somebody has hung you out to dry, somebody has talked about you, somebody has hurt you, that's okay. Because you can rise again. You can heal. You can be happy. You can come out of an addiction. You can come out of prison greater than you ever were before. Just because you're going through adversity doesn't mean the purpose and the promise is not still there. Just because you're going through an addiction or maybe you're going through depression or or anxiety or you're going through self-doubt or the feelings of unworthiness, whatever that is, God is still there. The promise did not fall away because you're going through something or because you've done something wrong. The purpose is still there because you have to get through the adversity to get to the advancement, to get through the purpose. Can I tell you that in um, Revelation, oh, let me get the other part. Okay, Revelation 12, uh, 11 so in some of the in some of the Bibles it says that um, we are healed by the blood of the Lamb and the in tr- the words of our testimony, right? But I think this one is kind of interesting because it says our brothers defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by the truth that they preached. Can I tell you that your advancement is in your truth? Some people don't want you to speak your truth. Some people don't want you to talk about your testimony because mm, you may kind of ruffle their feathers a little bit because they're the ones that hurt you and they're the ones that broke you. But can I tell you, the beautiful thing is to speak your truth because that is your testimony. That is the very thing that gives you the power to heal. That is the very thing that goes, takes you from adversity to advancement is your truth. Can I tell you, I was terrified to share my truth. I was terrified because I was afraid of what those people that hurt me and talked about me and didn't love me like they were supposed to or abused me. I was afraid that I would ruffle their feathers. I was afraid of what they would think. I was afraid that they would be mad at me. But I had to get to a point that I said, I don't care what they say. I'm going to make the conscious decision to heal. I'm going to make the conscious decision to advance. I can no longer allow them to keep me in adversity because of how they feel. I can't worry about if they're going to change. I'm making the conscious decision to change because I want the advancement in my life. And even though I'm the one that had to go through the adversity, I'm the one that had to go through the trials, I'm the one that had to suffer the crisis, I'm going to make the choice that I'm going to get to heal and I'm going to get to be all who God created me to be.
and you can make that decision too. You may be going through adversity. You may be going through something that you don't see. You can't see the end. You don't know how you're ever going to get out. You're at this fork in the road and you say, I don't even know which way to go right now. But can I tell you that you're just going through adversity? You're going to get to the advancement and purpose is there. But your healing comes in your truth. Your healing comes in your story and your testimony. Can I remind you of something right now? Sometimes we get so caught up in our crisis and our adversity that we don't even see that what we're living with right now is what we prayed for a year ago. And I'm not talking about bad stuff. (coughs) Excuse me. Sometimes we pray for a new car and we get a new car and then we complain about the car. Sometimes we ask for a new home and we get a new home and then we complain about it. Sometimes we ask for a husband and we get one, but it wasn't the one that we were supposed to get, right? And we complain about it. But we asked for a husband, but we didn't specify what kind of husband. We just asked for a husband, right? It's in the trying times that you grow and you learn and you and you develop into this beautiful soul. But sometimes all we can see is the crisis. Sometimes all we can see is the adversity. Can I tell you that you may be in a place right now that you don't want to be? But can I, can I encourage you to keep praying? To keep believing that in this season of your life, God is doing something beautiful? I tell you that even in this season where you don't see a way out, God is making a way for you? Can I tell you that in this season that you're in, you don't have to be ashamed? That your story and your life doesn't look like everybody else's? Can I tell you that your future is beautiful if you can just hold on and don't quit in the process? Can I tell you that you're powerful and that you're unique and that your purpose was not given to anybody else? Your purpose was only given to you. Can I tell you that somebody is waiting on your testimony? Somebody is waiting on you to consciously make the decision to heal because they too need to heal. Can I tell you that somebody's waiting on you to share your story because it's the story that's going to impact their life for the rest of their life? Can I tell you that somebody just needs your smile? Somebody just needs to see that you're okay and then they can be okay? Can I tell you that God has a great purpose for you? But he needs you to understand that there's going to be adversity in order to get to the advancement. You're going to go through some adversity. 
you're going to go through people and you're going to see people that it's easier for you to stay broken because it's comfortable for them. But you're hurting. You're lost. You're struggling. And they're not, but they're comfortable because you are. So can I encourage you today to know that the adversity that you're going through is just the road to your advancement. It's the road to your purpose. It's the road to your healing. But can you make the conscious choice today that you're going to heal? That you're going to give yourself permission to heal. You're going to give yourself permission to share your testimony. You're going to give yourself uh, permission to step into that purpose in which God has given you. Can I tell you that you're worth it? Can I tell you that nobody can take that from you unless you allow them to? It's time to take your power back. It's time to make the conscious decision that you're not going to allow anyone to disrupt your process. You're not going to allow anyone to disrupt your advancement. Can I tell you that you were put here for purpose? That you're going to be healed for purpose? Can I tell you that through your testimony, sharing your testimony, not only are you, it's going to help you to heal even more, but it's going to help others to heal as well. So today, don't get distracted in the adversity. Don't get distracted in your crisis. Don't quit in the process. Because God is trying to show you something. He's trying to bring you to the other side with something much more beautiful and much greater than you can ever imagine. But sometimes we get stuck and we quit in the process or the adversity when God was intending for us to just go through it, not stay stuck in it. So today I encourage you to keep pushing. Get up. Don't quit. Keep running your race. Because you may see adversity right now, but God sees advancement. God sees purpose. God sees healing. Your story is already written and it's not, it's not written for you to stay right where you are. It's not written for crisis or for adversity. It's written for advancement and purpose. So today, get up. Get back up. Commit to the process. Commit to the purpose. And I say thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. At one point, there was 26 people on here. And I am for so grateful um, because I usually don't see it from this side because I'm on a different platform streaming to different um, places. But at one point in time, there's 26 people on here. So you know what? I am so grateful. I am so grateful. And I hope that I added value to your life. And uh, if I did, please share this um, or take a screenshot Put it in your story and tag me in it. Um, go to Apple Podcasts, leave, uh, follow and leave a review if I've added value to your life. And again, I say thank you so much and I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Bye-bye.